Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a weekly gaming podcast by gamers and for gamers. Retro games, news, reviews, and generally bad opinions brought to you by your hosts, Caden, Austin, and Kat. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous. I'm your host, Caden. With me this week is the chronic apologizer herself, Kat. Kat, how are you doing? I'm sorry, you're stupid. Uh, You're, no. You're Canadian. Everyone up there is a chronic apologizer. Yeah, and I said, I'm sorry, you're stupid. And I'm sorry you're wrong. And I'm sorry uh, that you think I'm wrong, because I'm not. <laughs> uh, what have you been? What have you been up to? Nothing. Just living life to the fullest. Uh, same here. Same here. Uh, what all have you gotten to play this week? Uh, the game that we're reviewing. And I played Jackbox Party with my sister and a couple of her friends last night. They were all drunk. Uh-huh. It was a great time. Oh, nice. Drunk, drunk Jackbox is always a fun time. Yeah, not when you're not drunk, though. Oh, fair. Yeah. When I mean, it was still fun. It was still funny. Why didn't you get drunk and join in the party? Uh, I don't have any alcohol at my house. Oh, fair. Yeah, I don't fair, normally fair. keep it on hand because I don't really drink that often. Fair. fair enough. When I do, <laughs> you go at it. And then, you show up to a, <laughs> then you show up to a meeting hungover. Listen. Let me... <laughs> at least I participated. Right. That's what's important. Right, right. Yeah, participation is always important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although I didn't get a participation award, which is kind of bummed out about that. Right. <laughs> what about you? What have you been playing? Oh, I played a little bit of Magic the Gathering Arena, kind of in between classes. Um, beyond that, not much. I got to play a little bit of this game, but yeah, college has kept me busy. And plus, it was my birthday on Friday, so I was doing other stuff than playing games. Like what? Oh, hang out with friends, drinking, that stuff. <gasps> it was yeah. a fun time. I thought you were a good kid. What do you mean? Drinking's for bad kids. <laughs> That's what? Yeah, well, A, I'm not a kid, and B, I'm of legal age now, so I can drink, and Drink I did. If you lived in Canada, you would have been legally allowed to drink three years earlier. Yeah, but at least I can own guns down here. You can own guns up here. What types of guns? I'm curious. Do they have any restrictions? Well, there's restricted and unrestricted. You have to get a license for them. Okay. You have to take a course. Right. I've taken the courses. Passed. I just haven't applied for them. So what, what weapons are restricted up there? Good question. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. Oh, no, wait. Handguns. Handguns. Okay. Yeah. Unrestricted okay, so, being like hunting guns. Okay. So unrestricted weapons are typically just hunting hunting rifles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, well, we, depending on the state you live in, you can 
generally have kind of whatever gun you want, so long as it's legal. Yeah, but Canada, eh? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, let me go ahead and just pimp out a show on our network real quick. Uh, Simply Stogies uh, will be hosting an interview with the owner of Safari Cigars and Lounge in Omaha, Nebraska. So if you're a fan of cigars, if you like smoking big cancer sticks, uh, go give it a listen. Because uh, uh, he, he's very passionate about cigars and he seems very knowledgeable in them. I'm not allowed to say things. <laughs> so no comment. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and we're also still looking for a couple of co-hosts. Uh, if you want to join both this podcast and the amazing network it's a part of, uh, just go to badgamersanonymous.com forward slash apply. Uh, there's no experience needed. Um, this is a nice kind of starter podcast. So if you've been thinking kind of, you want to start podcasting, but you're not sure what you want to do. Or if you're a big fan of video games and uh, you've always kind of want to do kind of a gaming podcast, uh, come let us know. Come apply. Or if you just like to talk. Yeah, that too. If you like to hear the sound of your own voice, uh, this is well, definitely a podcast. Well, I don't that far because I don't like to hear the sound of my own voice. Yet I do two podcasts. So Fair. Okay. Well, if yeah, if you like to talk uh, uh, and go on long-winded rants, uh, this is the podcast for you. Yeah, and if you also like to make fun of Canadians like everybody else seems to, this is the network for you. <laughs> That's because you guys are slowly taking over. We have to find some way to fight you guys back. Words hurt still. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I also, promise I'm really not that bad. She's not. Her, her bark is a lot worse than her bite. Why is everyone leaving? <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, speaking of making fun of things, uh, do we want to make fun of this mod for Crusader, uh, Crusader Kings 3? Why would we make fun of it? It's a genius thing. Because <laughs> it's funny. And it's ridiculous. It's amazing. <laughs> okay, so Crusader Kings 3 uh, has a new mod uh, with a couple new hairstyles, it looks like. And one is what they call, quote, one hell of a quarantine beard. Basically, it's this really long wizard-looking beard that covers all your nooks and crannies so you don't have to wear clothes. It's it's funny. Uh, I don't know, Kat, if you ever watched Adventure Time. Yep. Uh, yeah, so it, it takes me back to the... The oh, Ice King? No, it takes me back to the one, I think it's... Uh, it was either the one where they were like studying magic and like becoming wizards. Or it's a separate one where they were trying to... Oh, yeah, I think it was the one where they were trying to help as many people as they could. And there was an old guy who just had a really long beard. And he just goes, I'm naked. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's... As soon as I saw this, that just popped right in my mind. Oh, good times. Good childhood. Yeah. yeah. Good beards. Yeah. Um, I have a buddy of mine who plays Crusader Kings 3. He's really liking it. Um, If you've already got it, Pick up this mod because this is funny. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, um, you should tell him to get this mod. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I may. I may send him the link. I'm, um, I might play this game just to use the mod. Yeah. <laughs> and then post pictures all over our social media. Yeah, but you hate grand strategy games. And this is like one of the OG oh, grand strategy what? games. Oh, yeah. This is... Yeah, this is very, very strategy heavy. It's very complex. Oh. What was Crusader Kings' paradox, right? What? 
I'm trying to figure out the studio that made. Yeah. Okay. So the Crusader Kings, uh, that the Crusader Kings series is made by uh, a studio called Paradox uh, Games, and they're known for having very complicated, very expansive grand strategy games. Like they're one of the go-to companies you're looking for if you're a fan of strategy games. And yeah, like some of their games are like I've sat down and gone, wow, this is a lot of stuff to take in. And it's it's not easy. Can you grow your beard like this, please? Oh, I wish. I don't have the genetics for that. Really? Have you tried? Yes. For how long? I mean, well, I mean, first off, I'd have to actually be able to grow a full beard, uh, which thanks to genetics is almost impossible. Uh, and then I have to, you know, be blessed with the genetics to be able to actually grow it out. Maybe I should grow mine out. Yeah, you should. Then send me pics. I'm going to have to start taking testosterone. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll just be patchy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, on more kind of technical news. Uh, so I believe Linus Tech Tips covered this a couple weeks ago. Uh, but there's a um, uh, a man who or a, a user on Twitter who goes by uh, one usmus. Uh, it's like the the m- number one and then us and then mus uh, is his Twitter handle, and he's been working on a clock tuner for Ryzen. So for those who got like the Ryzen 3600s and basically the Zen 2 processors um, that were released, uh, you know that uh, especially for the 3600. It was kind of a pain in the butt to overclock it, and you had to make sure to undervolt it because there were a few processors that were actually frying themselves because they were, you know, uh, released with way too high of a voltage. Um, this guy is actually making a program that goes ahead and does it all for you. Uh, it's called the Clock Tuner for Ryzen, uh, and what it does is it goes through and actually adjusts the frequency of uh, each of your uh, CCXs. Uh, which is essentially the each of the individual cores or each of the individual yeah each of the individual cores in your processor. Uh, yeah, cores and processors and clock stuff. Sorry, that's my <laughs> contribution. Uh, yeah. So, I, I guess to get more specific, uh, it's a CCX is a core complex, and so what it what it is is essentially a physical cluster of cores. Um, that it goes through and actually adjusts. So it'll go through and it'll see which ones are running at what speeds uh, and essentially decide which ones are your good uh, good cores, which ones are your bad cores, and then adjust them accordingly to where you have an overclock processor that's also steady and not going to crash or fry itself. Um, so it, it takes a lot, of the, a lot of the work out of it. It makes it really streamlined, and he released an announcement on September 18th that it should be released by the 29th of September. Woo! Yeah, so for, for uh, people who have Zen 2 Ryzen processors, uh, go check that out, because it should make overclocking um, uh, a lot less of a headache. And who knows, maybe it'll do a better overclock for those yeah. who've already overclocked their CPUs. I'm glad you know what all those words mean. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, I'll give you a crash course on computers. Oh, do you have to? I could, I could just have my dad do it. My dad knows more than I do. Mm, you're more approachable than your father. Oh, he's plenty approachable. 
You're more approachable than your father. <laughs> Just because you know me better. You're more approachable than your father. <laughs> um, oh, and uh, speaking of computer hardware, um, Cyberpunk 2077 actually released their system uh, requirements uh, a couple days ago as of the recording of this podcast. Uh, so it looks like the minimum requirements to run the game is going to be uh, Windows 7 or higher, or Windows 7 or 10 uh, at 64-bit, um, an Intel Core i5 30, or 3570K, or an AMD FX8310, which if you're still running FX processors, please just get a Ryzen processor. It's, yeah. it, it's 2020. Quit running it. Yeah, people. <laughs> And then 8 gigs of RAM, um, a GTX 783 gig, or an, or an AMD Radeon RX 40, uh, 470, um, DirectX 12, and then it's going to take up 70 gigabytes of either your hard disk drive or your solid state drive. Um, and then for the recommended specs, it looks like they're suggesting an i7-4790 or a Ryzen 3 3200G, um, 12 gigabytes of RAM, uh, a GTX 1066 gig, or a Radeon R9 Fury, uh, and then you know, running in DirectX 12. Um, I, it does not look like it's been specified whether these are for 4K or 1080p. I'm assuming it's for 1080p. Um, so for, for people who are running 4K, um, you may want to, you know, kind of make sure that you know, adjust accordingly. Uh, and I don't know if the recommended specs or the minimum specs would still, you know, be applied or applicable to 1440p gaming. Uh, but I wouldn't imagine the recommended specs would be too far off for both 1080 and 1440. And for those of you who didn't understand what that meant, and you're like, you know what, screw it, I'm just going to build myself a new computer. I would like to refer back to the uh, Henry Cavill building a computer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that video. Go through it with him. Yes, build do your it. computer. Do it with Geralt himself. <laughs> don't you mean Gerald? No, I don't. Because <laughs> I'm not an uncultured swine. Oh my goodness! Uh, all right, you ready to get in this review? No, I had another news. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Throw it at us. So uh, I don't know if you remember a couple episodes ago. Um, gosh, which episode was that? I don't remember. Remember that game we played called Tell Me Why? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, right. That was last episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, the people that made the game, uh, Don't Not, are making another game. This one's going to be called Twin Mirror. I don't know what okay. their thing is with twins. I, I don't know. I don't maybe know either, but it's maybe. weird. Maybe it's a studio run by twins? Maybe, but still. Like, why? Just yeah, giving me I a don't creepy know. vibe. <laughs> uh, so what's the game supposed to be about? Uh, basically, uh, it's a psychological detective thriller starring a very serious former journalist who boasts such a surplus of analytical skills that he must store in his mind space. Okay, I may I may check that out because I'm a I'm a huge fan of detective games. Yeah, are you? Because you weren't a fan of the last game. All you wanted to do was kill no. things. No, no, because the other one was a detective game. It was a boring walking simulator with a dumb story. It wasn't 
A walking simulator. It was a walking simulator. No. You walked, you picked up things, he walked back, he put a thing in a thing. And it's just, eh. You put a thing in a thing, huh? <laughs> Descriptive. <laughs> uh, okay. It's just, for those types of games, I prefer kind of detective games because usually there's some sort of kind of analytical gameplay where you as the player have to analyze the situation and come up with a conclusion. Uh, hopefully they do that. Uh, hopefully they don't just make the NPC kind of do it for you. Um, but yeah, I, I may check it out. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm kind of weirded out by the whole twin thing again. Oh my goodness. Did you ever play their uh, game Remember Me? Nope. Oh, neither did I. I don't know if there was twins in that. <laughs> uh, Starting to think maybe there was, though. Maybe. Mm. I mean, they just have a weird thing for twins. Maybe. Weird, though. No, from what I'm looking like, it seems like it's just single person. Maybe twin mirrors, like, maybe you'll be given choices uh, to either be a good cop or a bad cop, maybe? I bet you would choose good cop. Uh, oh, no. I may choose bad cop. No, you wouldn't. You're a square. You're a square. You're a square. Nuh-uh. <laughs> is this what this has devolved into? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Now are you ready to do the review? I guess so. <laughs> if, if not, I can, I can wait another few minutes. What else can we talk about instead? I don't know. Life. No. Video games. Nah. Who wants to talk about that? <laughs> Goodness. All right. All so right, this week we reviewed <laughs> a game called Plague Tale Innocence. It was uh, released May 14th, 2019. Developed by uh, Asabo Studios. Published by Focus Home Interactive. And it's on the PS4, Xbox One, and Windows PC. Uh, and it's a survival horror stealth game with some action adventure thrown in there. And puzzles. Um, Lots yes. of puzzles. Yes. Uh, you play as Amicia Derune, uh, a girl Wait, of noble... You got to say it in a French accent. I can't do a French accent to save my life. Ooh. You're the Canadian. Why don't you do it in a French accent? No, thank you. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait. Right. Can you please do it in a French accent? I know. Uh, so she's a girl of noble descent who after watching her town get slaughtered by the Spanish Inquisition who no one expects uh, must now both protect her younger brother Hugo and find a way to cure his illness um, I like this game I, I wasn't expecting to but I liked it yeah I wasn't expecting to like this game either but I did yeah um, it's like right out the bat um, it looks absolutely gorgeous yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, if you have an RTX card, I would definitely say try using the ray tracing features because I can only see it making the game look better. Uh, but even without it, the game looks really nice. Um, see, I've gotten into a bad habit of, um, and I bring this back to when we were playing The Forest with uh, Rob and Jason. And Rob gave me that tip, turn up the brightness so it's not as scary in the dark. And I did that. Yeah. And I do that for all video games. But it really <laughs> messed with it, this game. It didn't work as well. Yeah. No, I, I will say this is probably a game that you actually kind of want 
to keep the brightness down a little bit. Yeah. Um, I usually raise mine a little bit just because my bro- my monitor isn't as bright. Um, I think I may have just adjusted the brightness uh, a long time ago and forgot to switch it back. Uh, but even then, I mean, the the game is still plenty dark, and it actually works to your favor. Um, because you'll be using kind of you'll be looking for light sources during the entire game. So you don't want it super bright to where you can't tell, you know, what's lit and what's not. See, that wasn't even my problem. It was more so that when you're in light, everything is too bright. Oh, blinding. Yeah, Yeah. that's another issue. Yeah. Uh, But on top of the graphics, um, the the music from what I could hear is very well done. Yeah, you kept saying that when we were talking on the phone while we were playing. Yeah, because it's 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 really well done. I like it. I didn't say it like that. Something like that. <laughs> um, it consists mainly of string instruments. From what I could tell, it's, it's probably a double bass and cello, maybe a couple of violins here and there. Um, and then the voice acting, I think, was also really, really good. Yeah, the voice acting was really well done. Mm-hmm. The French accents did sound authentic. Uh-huh. So the Spanish ones, so did the English ones. Yeah, see, I didn't really notice those ones as much. Oh, yeah. My family is all French. So. Fair. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, unlike other games, uh, this game is just a giant escort quest. And with that being said, it's done right, in my opinion. I don't know, Kat, if you have any experience with games that have escort quests, but they're typically not very good. There's a joke in there somewhere. But I'm not gonna say oh, it. Goodness. So <laughs> goodness gracious. Listen, Linda. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> okay. So, like, for for those who've played games like uh, Assassin's Creed, had a lot of escort quests. Uh, the Golden Eye on N64, and several other games that I can't remember the names of. Uh, escort quests have typically been where. You as the person are meant to protect the dumb AI that keeps running into danger and tripping on stuff and won't go where you want it to. Um, they're not fun. They feel like a chore. And generally, they're not liked by the gaming community. Uh, this you one, just however, described being a parent. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you are basically parent. You're yeah. basically parenting an NPC. Um, uh, it's not an NPC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in this game, however, the the person you're escort, the people you're escorting, because uh, eventually you will get a, a, a tag along or two, um, they stay close to you. They don't run off on their own unless they're scripted to, in which case there's usually no danger. You can tell them what to do in certain aspects. Um, and they're not dumb. <laughs> and they are it, it, obedient. It, yeah, it makes it seem more like you're escorting someone than babysitting someone. Uh, so it, it gets props in my book uh, for doing that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played this kind of a game before, so I don't really have anything to go off. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's just I can't think. I don't think I've ever played a game that was just strictly an escort quest. Uh, but the, t- the games I played that have escort quests, the- those quests suck. They're They're not fun. Oh, so then you must really like this game. It did well. Yeah, for that. no, no. This this game got serious props for doing escorting right. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Moving you on. You said it. Um, <laughs> moving on. Your your main offensive tool that you won't always use offensively uh, is essentially a sling. 
uh, but you will primarily be using it as a tool and really as a weapon. That's not true. At least for what I've played. I've gotten a lot further than Caden has, and I'm just going to hold that over so, his head. So, so are, there, are there times where you use it primarily as an offensive weapon? Yeah. Okay. And also like as I a think- defensive weapon? Primarily. What's that? In certain... I don't know what if they're called chapters or parts, but... Yeah, in certain chapters or parts or whatever, they're used mainly as a defensive weapon. Sometimes it's offensive, and sometimes it literally is just a tool. Yeah. Um, like, so, like, the first town you get to after, by the way, there's going to be a few spoilers. Uh, so if you want to stop the podcast right now, go play it. Uh, if not, spoiler alert. This game um, came out in 2019. I think we're safe. Fair. So when you get to the first town after you get kind of driven out of, of yours, uh, you, you get kind of your first kind of combat encounter. Where you're facing this big guy. That one. Oh, and then. Yeah. yeah. That one, and then the one where you, after you get captured, and you're having to go through the, the army camp, oh yeah, I, I domed a few people uh, going through there. But those oh, are the same. only times when I can remember using it more as an offensive tool than, uh, or as, as an offensive weapon than a, than a tool. Nope, it does happen. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Good, you should. <laughs> <laughs> um, eventually, uh, at as you go through, you'll get the ability to use alchemy, um, which is mainly used for crafting uh, stuff to, you know, uh, ch- catch things on fire uh, that already have embers on them, put enemies to sleep, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you get more as you go through. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a kind of a progression-based uh, sort of system. Yeah, uh, eventually you'll get to a point where you learn... Um, how to create, I don't know, is it a potion? Potion? Alchemy? Potion? Probably a potion. Potion. You create a potion that will put out a flame, which is quite oh, handy, because okay. then you can make uh, rats go and attack people. Um, and then you can also, there's like this weird, I don't remember what it's called, but it's like catnip for rats. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. And it distracts them. What else is there? Oh, right. There's also a thing that you can shoot at your enemies that will make force them to take their helmets off so you can dome them with a rock. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Quite handy. They're cool. I like it. I like the way they did that. Yeah. And speaking of crafting, uh, they also uh, have workshops set up all throughout the, throughout the maps uh, that you can use to upgrade your sling to make it um, you know, take less time to get it aimed. Um, you know, take it, make it quicker to draw out and, and get it going, uh, have it deal more damage. Um, then you can also, you know, upgrade your pockets so you can hold more resources. Uh, uh, I don't think I've, I don't remember if I've, I've upgraded the belt yet. I can't quite remember what that does. Um, eventually, it leads to you not having to use a workbench to upgrade stuff. And oh, then if you get nice. it to the third one, you don't have to have tools. Oh, then I should have probably started upgrading the belt first. Yeah. Oh, man. Learn to read. Excuse me. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, I I never learned to read. You never learned to read. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I I like how they did both crafting systems. Uh, It's it's like five things you can upgrade in your person. There's only a handful of things you have to craft. They give you plenty of resources. 
uh, and it's it's simple, it's straightforward, and it's 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 done really well. It's not too complicated. But it's almost too simple. Uh, I don't know. I didn't I like it. Go ahead. I mean, I did like it, but I didn't like it at the same time. So, I mean, there's there's a point in time where you're walking across a battlefield, and there's hundreds upon thousands of dead soldiers. I might be exaggerating that number. Yep, but, I think I got to that part. Yeah. There's tons of weapons on the ground. Why can't I pick one up? Why can't because, I use a sword? Because you don't know how to use it, and you're a child who probably hasn't lifted a sword or been allowed to lift a sword ever. So, But I want one. You, yeah, but you first of all, you may not even be able to pick it up because those things can get heavy. And second, you wouldn't know how to use it. You'd be swinging wildly, and these trained soldiers um, who are much larger than you and able to one-hand these things uh, would probably murder you in an instant. But I'm smaller and quicker. <laughs> it doesn't matter when you can't swing for nothing. Then give me a dagger. Okay, good luck getting through there, you know, get, getting close enough to use that. Slice them. Slice and dice. Slice and dice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that'd, uh, that'd earlier we mentioned... Fun. Yeah. Uh, earlier we mentioned that, uh, you know, you could use stuff to attract rats. So in, in this game, basically... You, you, the primary threat of this game isn't really the soldiers, it's the rats. So there's a, there's a little, little rat plague going on and they're what I like to call angry murder rats that are running around and underground and like to pop up and try and eat you alive. Um, they hate light. If you step in the dark, they will start climbing on you and swarm you and just you know, eat you to pieces. And apparently Kat uh, discovered later on in the game that there are rat vortexes or as she liked to call them rat tornadoes. Well, at first, so again, there's a point in time when you have to go back to your um, hometown, whatever you call it, village. Okay, yeah. And uh, you have to go to find something. And well, you, as you're walking up, there's like this weird thing that I called it a tornado, but it wasn't a tornado because it was flat against the ground. But it's like a vortex of, of rats. So I corrected myself and said it's not a tornado. Yeah. Later on, though, there were like rat tornadoes that come at oh, you. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Rat tornado. Rat nados. Rat nados. They should make that movie. So, do we think so? Like, in the beginning of the game, you watch like your dog Liam um, get sucked into a hole. I'm sorry. What'd so, you call the dog? Isn't his name Liam? No, it's Lion, but it's Leon. Oh, lion? Like, French. Leon? Yeah. <laughs> I, remember, Leon. I can't remember the name. The dog lion. was there for like 30 seconds. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you see, you see your dog essentially get sucked into this hole. Um, so like, do the rat vortexes actually suck things into it? Or? Not that I saw. So, I mean, I'm only up to chapter 14. Jesus, there's 14 chapters. There's 17, actually. Oh, man. Okay. Yep. But yeah, I'm up to chapter 14. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so far, I haven't really, like, there... When okay, when the rat natos appear, it's because a bunch of them surface from the ground out of those kinds of holes. Okay, but they don't necessarily suck anything back down with them. Okay, yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm still not sure what actually drug the dog down. So I don't mm. imagine rats would have the strength to pull a dog into. Oh, that, that, again, the ah. dog was injured. And these are very vicious rats. Fair, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe, like, it, maybe it was a rat nato. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, so 
you won't have a lot of you know traditional combat counters where it's like just you going head first into a bunch of enemies. At least from what I've played. No, you'd be right. Which sucks. Um, kill people. Yeah. So due to that, this game is very stealth heavy. Um. So you you have your traditional you know kind of a, uh, alertness marker that appears on enemies. Uh, so if it's gray, that means they're kind of passively investigating. Uh, and if it starts going red, that means they're going to start actively investigating. They're going to head towards the location where they saw something and start and start looking around. Um, and you can use rocks, pots, uh, and a handful of other things to actually lure them away from particular paths. So you can sneak by them. And a lot of times it's trial and error. Maybe sure. not for you. <laughs> for, for people who are new to stealth games, yeah. Uh, for people who are, who are who are used to kind of the mechanics of stealth and kind of know how how these sorts of games work, usually you can kind of find it. I think there were only a couple times I had to kind of sit there and go, okay, how am I supposed to go about this? And you think you're better than me? Path. Yes. Ouch. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just... You've been, you've been, yeah, right. I don't mean that no, in a bad way. So I condescendingly. don't. I don't. Yes. You've, been, you've been playing video games for what? Three years? Um, four? Okay. Maybe by now? Uh, ish. Four. So I've been playing video games, oh, what, I'm 21 now. I've been playing games for about four, yeah, about four times longer than you have. Okay. It's not like I never picked up a video game before four years ago. That's just when I really got into it. Well, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like I've been really playing video games for about three to four, you know, four times longer than you have. And so I just, I've played several stealth games. I kind of know how they typically work and what sorts of paths they want to lead, you know, they, they want to make for players. And I could typically, you know, you know, identify them. But someone who's newer to, you know, to video games may not see that immediately. It may take them a second. Yeah, but it was kind of fun. Yeah. I died a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, you will die. I've died a few times. Uh, one of which, uh, and I have a little rant to, to go on. The look mechanic, I hate. <gasps> a Caden I hate so much. Yes. Why didn't you give me a heads up? I would have brought popcorn. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, if you want, we could take a couple minutes. You could go make some. No, I won't do that to Arturo. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you have a look mechanic where when the game, you know, when you know, one of your party members or when the, when the game wants you to look at something, it'll give you a a prompt to the screen to say press F to look. Or if you're on console, I don't know what the what the button is on console. Right. Um, and it'll it'll zoom in your screen to it and it'll force your character to face towards it. Uh, which I didn't realize because most of the times prior to to when I died to it, um, I'd been kind of sedentary. So at one point I I actually I think it was in the battlefield area. Uh, I was walking and there was a rat hole that no. No, no, no. It was approaching the doctor's ca- uh, little cabin or little farm. The little where... farm. That farm is massive. Oh, yeah. That f- <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's a rat. There's a rat or there's something that I wanted me to look at. Or maybe it wanted me to look at a rat tunnel. And, I, you know, you're supposed to hide under the torch. Well, I was walking while I pressed to F. And I didn't realize that it was not going to, you know, keep me in my current, on my current path. Because, so, like, you know, doing the direction, you know, the A or W key is trying to make your character uh, move to the side. It doesn't work when you're, you know, it, the game is forcing their body to face the, face the object that you're looking at. So I walked right into the rats and didn't even realize it. 
or when I did, I couldn't stop because I'd already stepped into the dark. So sure, blame the game for death. I will. That's that's I think the only death that I can blame the game for. Yeah, I'm pretty sure all mine were my fault. <laughs> there were oh a lot. A lot of death. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh one way you can avoid death in this game is to keep the rats away by using light. Uh that's a very heavy mechanic in this game. And there's you know, they actually make a, a handful of puzzles out of it. They have to kind of figure mm-hmm. out how to make a light path. Um or how to get to a you know to a place where you can you know grab a stick or a torch and then keep lighting your way to you know get past the rats. Okay, can we talk about that for a second? Because there was sure. a few things that bothered me, and I get that it adds a complication factor to the game, but why, when you have Hugo and Lucas with you, when you go and grab a stick, why can you not grab more than one stick? Are you not capable of grabbing more than one stick? Because the game design, I'm assuming when they designed the game, they made it so that it wasn't a requirement. And so that's a mechanic of the game is you can only have one thing in your hand. Yeah, but there's two other people. Why can't they carry sticks? I don't I don't know. Why are you asking me? I don't know. For fun? <laughs> no, I'm I'm assuming it's just a gameplay mechanic. I I I imagine that they were trying to just keep it simple and not have it super complicated. Um it's not super complicated. Well, because then how do you tell them to to grab a stick? And then how do you tell them to light it? And then how do you tell them to drop it when you don't when they don't or no longer need it? You don't. Uh it's when well, but it's, for instance, when they have when they're holding a torch, you can walk up to them and press well, on the Xbox anyways, press Y and they'll give you the torch. But can't you do that with a stick? I don't know, man. Does it make sense? I, uh, also, I don't know what it was like on PC. And maybe I just didn't look at the controls and I'm going to feel real stupid after this if you're like, yeah, no, that, there is that. But when you're holding a stick that's on fire and you're done with it, you have to wait for it to burn out. Uh no, on PC at least, uh, you could press right click. Uh, okay, that's so there like probably the is a button. I just have not yeah. found it. Uh, did you ever press the aim button? Uh, on a controller, I'm imagining that's right trigger. Like when you're when you're aiming your sling, left what right. button is it? Is it left trigger to aim it? Or yeah. right trigger to fire? Yeah. Did you ever try pressing right or left trigger when you were holding the stick? I think I tried pressing everything, but I could be wrong now. Okay. So on, on PC, it's it's the right mouse button, um, which is the aiming button. Uh, I don't know if there's like multiple controls mapped to that button in the, on PC or not. But yeah, you you could drop it. In fact, they tell you you could drop the stick to keep you from burning yourself. Yeah, I burn myself literally every time. <laughs> I even oh, wrote man. it down because I've I've started ever since last episode taking notes as I play the game. I even wrote that down in my notes. This is stupid. Why? But it was me. It was me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the topic or on going off your rant of why can't I get these little twerps to hold stuff for me? Mm-hmm. Um, one sec. <coughs> um Rona. Right. I got the Rona. But no, you can actually uh tell the people you're escorting to do things for you. 
so on PC it's Q. I don't know what it is on Xbox. Uh, it's the 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 D pad. Okay, yeah, the D pad. Yeah, it's usually up up to okay. get them to do it, and then down to get them to release it. Yeah, so you can you can tell them to go get something, or like if there's a if there's a locked door, but there's a hole small enough that Hugo could get through, you could tell him to go through the door and unlock it. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I I kind of like that. Yeah, it's nifty. Yeah, it's nice. That's that's a little more to the game. Well, I mean, especially since you don't have those skills yourself, right? Which I mean, I guess I get that it makes the game a lot more complex in design and everything. Not being able to like pick locks by yourself or crawl through small spaces. Yeah, well, and like with the with the picking locks, I think it makes sense because you're, you know, you're the daughter of a noble family. Um, most likely, you're not going to be doing anything that you know, or getting into anything that requires you to learn how to lock pick. Um, and you know, they 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 portray the kids as you know, seemingly very innocent. Uh, Innocent, innocent, well, yeah, well taught. You know, looking up to their parents. So I don't imagine that you know she'd be the type of person who'd know how to pick a lock. So there was this one time when I was maybe twenty-two. I guess it wasn't that long ago, but I decided that I wanted to learn to pick locks. So, yeah, yeah. I would test it on my back door until I got something stuck in the lock. Oh goodness! What were you What were you using to pick it? Uh, like bobby pins and stuff. Oh okay. I watched YouTube videos and lied to me. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Don't pick locks. It's 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 a lot more complicated than they show in like movies and whatnot. Also on YouTube, it's a lot more complicated than people show you on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, I've done it before. Um, well, I mean, especially because I'm imagining, were you doing the deadbolt or just the the deadbolt? Yeah. So. Deadbolts can sometimes be more complicated than just your standard, you know, doorknob lock. Um, but yeah, there are, there are a lot of locks that get a lot more, a uh, lot more difficult than than even just household deadbolts. Yeah, and if you really need to get in, just kick it. No wait, Yeah, don't well, do like, that. that's bad. bad. Yeah, well, but for 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 security consulting companies where they're doing kind of an on-site, you know, uh, physical security test. Uh, they don't have that luxury because you're not allowed to break anything. And if you do, it probably comes out of your paycheck. Okay, well, then that's just not the kind of job that I can do because I can't pick locks. Oh, they teach you. Or you teach yourself. That's what I was trying to do, but I failed. <laughs> yeah, I need to get back into lock picking. Yeah, why? See if I still remember how to do it. Oh, because oh. I learned it at one point while I was up at college and just haven't gotten around to uh, kind keep of doing it. What kind of what kind of activities do you use the skill on? Um, a class that was essentially an int- introduction penetration testing. It was an introduction to security fund or introduction to security fundamentals. What the class was called, and ah. one of them was, "Hey, here's how to pick a lock because you may need this if you're doing any sort of physical security testing." Well, that's anticlimactic. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, um, apparently you got to play as Hugo at one point. Yeah, so I reached yeah, chapter 14. And actually, let me just make sure that it is chapter 14. I start talking about it. XIV. Yeah, that's 14. Yeah, 
So yeah, you play as Hugo. You have no weapons. No, no nothing other than your tiny body and your ability to sneak. And I haven't made it all the way through the chapter because okay. I keep getting seen. And then if you get seen, you, you start back from your last checkpoint. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't gotten near that far. I've gotten to chapter six or seven. That's it? What are you doing? College or something? You're University? right. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, this this game is this game's a lot of fun. Uh, I I may actually keep playing this after we after we finish the recording. I want to kind of just see because where the story I'm goes. so close to the end. Right. I just want to make it to the end. Just yeah, to say um, that I did. Yeah. The, so, the, like she said earlier, the game is separated into like 17 different chapters. I believe it's 17. I googled how many there were before I started and it said 17. Yeah. Um, there are a few chapters that like are five minutes long. Um, yeah. And there are some that are like two hours long. Uh, so it just kind of depends on the chapter and how much is going on in that particular instance. Uh, for instance, which chapter is it? Yes. It's literally a dream. Or at least I thought it was a dream. I mean, if a dream, the first part of it was definitely a dream. I think it was a paranoia dream for Amicia, and then she wakes up, and and spoiler, give it a pause. Spoiler, spoiler. Uh, yeah, Hugo's gone. When you wake up, and you have to go find him, and then there's like this weird scene, which I thought she was still dreaming, and then I had to come back. Or leave my Xbox and come back and restart it. And when it restarted it, it said that she was hallucinating from exhaustion. Okay. But I literally thought it was a dream because it made no sense until the next chapter when you play as Hugo and I'm like, oh my gosh, did Amicia die? But I don't think she died. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Very cryptic. Yeah. There's a lot of cryptic stuff with this game. So... Like we said earlier, Hugo has an illness, and what what they say is essentially it's his his blood is corrupted. Um, Damon, oh, remember what's that? Damon's. Yeah, so it, Hugo's blood carries uh, an evil called the uh, Prima Macula, um, which is said to lay dormant in certain blood, you know, noble bloodlines. Uh, ever since the plague of Justinian. Um, so your mother... What's that? What's that? I have no clue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your mother and Dr. Uh, Laurentia, uh, Laurentius um, had, had been trying to find an elixir to, or to, to at least mitigate Hugo's symptoms while they tried to make a cure. Um, and were only able to kind of slow down the process, but once the current plague um, started up again, uh, it, it's basically all coming back to him. And now he has like super bad migraines, is what I like to call them. So in the first uh, couple chapters, I had a theory. And I think I might be right. Okay. Do you want me to tell you? Or is it going to Sure, tell spoil? me. Okay. So I think it has something to do with the rats. 
Because have you noticed? Well, actually, I don't know how many times you've been eaten by rats, but I've been eaten by rats several times. They don't touch him. Maybe. They go around him. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. He is rat boy. Yeah. And then the, the, the Spanish, the Grand Inquisitor is trying to get Hugo probably to do experiments on him or kill him. Any of the two. Also, can we just talk about how awesome looking um, the, the Inquisitor is when you first see him, like in chapter one? Did you say how awesome looking? Yeah. Yeah. Those are the that, words I would have chosen. Mm-hmm. Like the art, that armor is sick. You've got the spikes all over. He's dressed in plate mail. He's got the awesome helmet with the cross. Oh, never mind. I'm thinking of someone else. Who are you thinking of? Mm-hmm. A, a dude. <laughs> well, which dude? There's a lot of dudes in this game. Uh, not the Pope, but the one that's dressed like a Pope. I'm um, assuming that's the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. Okay, I haven't made that far yet. I've just seen the dude dressed in plate mail that. I was gonna awesome. say he does not look awesome. <laughs> he looks old and fragile and 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 zombie like almost. Yeah. 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 I thought you were trying to be funny. No, no, no. No, you'll never expect when I'm funny, like how you'll never expect the Spanish Inquisition. You said you were going to do it, and then you did it. Uh, I said at least once. At least once. Monty Python. I love Monty Python. (sighs) But yeah, so. What what are your final thoughts on the game? Well, uh, it just has a few little complaints. Like the, the no swords or no other choice of weapons. Which bothers me because I really, really, really like killing things with swords. And I hate yeah. the fact that it's one hit and you die. Like from yeah. people. It sucks. And when I get it, it sucks. And I don't like it. I don't like not being able to fight back. What else? Um, I don't like the whiny little kid that you're stuck with. <laughs> I get it's your brother. I get it. But that ungrateful little turd. Holy. You risk your life so many times to not only get him somewhere safe, but to go back and get stuff that you need to cure him. And what does this little, sorry, swear word, my bad, (laughs) this little turd do? (laughs) He runs away. He runs away and gets himself caught. So yeah, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little ticked off by that. Mind you, I have not made it to the end yet. So I don't know what happens. Okay. But that was a... Ugh. My kids ever did that. <laughs> <laughs> Not that uh, we'd be in the same situation. But yeah, thanks. anyways, I did like the game. It was a lot of fun. I liked the puzzles. Um, the mechanics, as far as like the, the alchemy and stuff, loved that too. Like being able to set things on fire. Don't like the Ratnados, but at the same time, I did like the Ratnados. Overall, I'd probably give this game about a seven and a half out of ten. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. I have one more thing, or two more things, I guess. Can't uh, ask me for my final thoughts and then say I have two more things. Oh, fine, fine. No, fine. it's fine. Just do it. Just do it. Okay. So, two things. One, when you get to the farmstead, how many pigs does that man own? Listen, That's a lot of pigs. We talked about it, 
and I'm not allowed to repeat it on here. So, okay, yeah. So there's a lot of pigs when you there get to one area. I think there's too many pigs that any you know farmer would have owned at that time. But maybe I'm wrong. I'm not. If anyone's wrong. curious about my theory, join Discord and ask me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that second. Um, oh crap! I just forgot it. Dang it! Squirrel. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh man. It'll come back to you. Final thoughts? Yeah, probably. So I really like this game. Um, stealth games kind of hit or miss for me. Um, sometimes I like the ones that are done really well. I like them. The ones that are done really poorly usually leave a bad taste in my mouth for the genre. Um, and then, like I said earlier, escort quests have always been kind of the bane of uh, you know a gamer's existence. And I'm glad that this game managed to find a healthy medium between the two. And I think they 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 got a really good balance. Uh, the graphics are done very well. This game is beautiful. Uh, the voice acting and the uh, composition um, are fantastic. The gameplay is smooth. Uh, the only you know the only issue I think I had was that sometimes you know, vaulting over things or interacting with the space bar, um, you know, interacting with objects like you know, get over stuff uh, or you know go through doors and whatnot can sometimes be a little finicky. Uh, but that may just be more of a PC thing than a console thing. I had a um, problem with it at first, but I, I managed to figure out how to time it properly. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I like the crafting mechanics. Um, I liked the, um, the 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 bits of combat that they did have. I like that you could use your sling to not only you know, bring objects down that are of interest, but also knock out people's lanterns uh, to get them eaten alive by rats. Uh, I like the fact that they had the rats actually go for dead bodies as well. Um, and not just you. That was a nice touch. And I liked, I liked some of the puzzles. They were, they were cool. I did like the puzzles, actually. A lot more than I thought I would. Because yeah. they were actual puzzles. And this game didn't even advertise it as a puzzle game. From what I saw. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't. Who am I making uh, a stab at right now? <laughs> oh, there's a lot. Um, oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I think overall, I'd probably give around eight, eight and a half out of ten. The solid game. Check mm-hmm. it out. It is. It is. Yeah. 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 So, we're, what are we reviewing next week, Kat? God, I can't talk today. Neither can I. It's okay. It's a good thing we podcast. We are Woo-hoo! reviewing Hypnospace hey, it's, Outlaw. It's a good thing we're not. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I already said it. You go ahead. (laughs) I was going to say it's a good thing we're not posting this on the internet. (laughs) Yeah. It's great for, you know, Uh, be out there forever for people to hear and laugh at us and torment us. So yeah, Hypnospace Outlaw. Hypnospace Outlaw. Yeah. (laughs) I can't talk now either. (laughs) (laughs) Hypnospace. Words are hard. Uh, but seriously, if anybody wants to hear my theory, ask me in Discord. Uh, you can come hang out with us there or leave us feedback. Uh, you can also leave us feedback and can join creativebraincandy.com Discord server by going to creativebraincandy.com forward slash Discord. It's a Discord. 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 Can't talk. Words are hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, from all of us, Bad Gamers Anonymous, myself and Kat, uh, we're signing out. Have a good one, y'all. Thank you for listening to Bad Gamers Anonymous. 
Follow Bad Gamers Anonymous on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bad Gamers Anonymous podcast, on Instagram at Bad Gamers Anonymous, and on Twitter at, at Bad Gamers Anon. You can contact Bad Gamers Anonymous by emailing badgamerspodcast at gmail.com. Bad Gamers Anonymous is hosted by Kat and Austin, edited by Arturo Garcia, and produced by Jason Mixon and James Geem. <laughs>